Welcome to Two Girls in a Grape, where we attempt to learn about wine one bottle at a time. I'm Drea, and tis the season to drink wine. And I'm Jules, and this is my favorite time of the year. Generally speaking, I don't like time change and it getting dark, blah, 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 blah. But it's festive as fuck, and I love it. Look at us. Just in the spirit. We are in the spirit. We're also drinking spirits as well. So well, you know, <laughs> as one does. We are up when it's dark you, at four p.m. <laughs> up front, we were telling you, dear listener, reader, we are already drinking. I mean, the great thing about the time change is you can just start drinking earlier. It's true. It's respectable. Okay, that's a positive spin on yeah, it. See, there you go. I'm nothing if not positive. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of which, to to get us started today, let's kick off with our reoccurring segment, Cheers and Jeers. I sense that we may have some holiday themes to these this yep, episode. Thanks. So, Jules, what are you cheersing and jeersing? Today I'm cheersing to mantle decorating. It's one of my favorite things to do is do my mantle. This is very specific, but I like it. I it like is it. very specific. Well, because I could say just decorating in general, but I actually have felt the last couple of years, a little overwhelmed by the whole house decorating. Flat. So this year I have switched my mentality to I'm going to decorate like one area at a time. And the mantle is one of my favorites because it's like the thing you can sit and just like see. Do you do the stockings? Stockings for us and the dogs. Obviously. Obviously. I, uh, right now the mantle is covered in plants. So I move all the plants somewhere else, which makes me a little nervous because I think the plants are going to retaliate and be pissed and die because I've moved them from their locations. There. But I put, like, the garland up there and, like, twinkle lights, and it's, like, it's super festive. I like this. So I'm into it. Yep. And what are you jersing? <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> Deep cleansing breath. I have breath. two. Oh, damn. All right. Maybe I should save the other one for No, next no, episode. do it. Do it all. Fucking We're- Mariah Carey and her oh. fucking Christmas music. Yeah. I hate it. It is like nails on a chalkboard, and our radio station in San Diego, people, started playing Christmas music last week. I don't know if you've heard it on 96.5, Kixie. They already started playing holiday music in the last... Bitch, no. I have Spotify. What is wrong with you? In the car. (laughs) Talking about in the car. Spotify. I listen to the radio. Fine. Um, I'm old school. I'm old school. Okay, be classic. The last three times I've gotten in the car... That's the fucking All song that comes I want on. For no, oh my God, don't. I just can't. I can't. I can't. All of my friends know how much I hate it, and I get all the memes at this time of year. The Mariah Carey memes. Is it worse than that? That Alvin and the Chipmunks one. <gasps> That's Rob's. I like that one. Oh, Jesus. that actually all came right. on today in the car, and I recorded it and sent it to Rob. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. The holiday spirit is alive. It's alive. <laughs> it is. My second jeers is just in general the over commercialization of the holidays. I mean, the fucking Christmas shit was out before Halloween. The fucking Christmas shit was out in July. That's just nuts. It's <laughs> insane to me. So anyway, what are you cheersing to? So I am cheersing to all the cozy things. Oh yeah. Um, our loyal listeners will know that <laughs> I have a lot to say about the weather in general. 
But this is the shit I live for. Now, granted, I do live in San Diego, where I think today it was 70. It was really nice today. And we are fully sitting here, by the way, in, like, beanies and sweaters and some flannel bullshit. But, you know, we do what we we can. Drea has a very beautiful scarf on, by the way. Thank you. Dear reader. Dear reader. Dear Abby. Um... So all the cozy things, the decorating, the dog snuggles, the sweater weather, it is red wine weather. Officially, I am here for it. Be slamming a bunch of that back. Did get a rude fucking awakening when I went out the other night and paid $16 for a glass of wine. And I was like, the fuck is this? Well, so Drea did just get back from another trip to Spain where... You just don't pay that kind of money for a no, glass of wine. No. It's just ridiculous. You pay that mu- type of money at a restaurant for a good bottle. Like a good bottle. Not like a yes, garbage bottle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I will say, though, for our little shopping expedition for the wine for this episode, we went to a great little wine bar here in San Diego. Not our normal, the Rose. We went to one called Clo. And we got a glass of wine to sip on while we were doing our shopping. As one does. As we do. And I felt like it was a super reasonable, you know, reasonably priced glass of wine. And it was a generous pour. And the bottles were reasonably priced too, which everyone who's listening will like as well. Yes. So, yeah, all the cozy things. What are you jeersing to? Oh, man. So ours are actually similar. Um, Wait, can I have two as well? I mean, yeah. Great. So We're breaking all the rules. Perfect. I love this. This is what the holidays are all about, people. So first year's fucking Estados Unidos, man. Everyone just needs to fucking relax a little bit. Like, it is... uh, And so when I took my first trip in October, you know, it was my first big trip since the pandemic. I was all, like, misty-eyed and pleased. and But also was kind of going through, like, that grief of the pandemic again, yeah. just in a different place and in a different context, came back. Now, this trip, I was like, okay, I was super happy to be back again and in, in Spain. Let me be very clear about that. And coming back was like a harder, ruder awakening. Oh, wait, yeah. Um, I was just like, the fuck, man? Um, so that's one, and it's related to two, which is people act in a damn fool during the holidays. Mm-hmm. Chill the fuck out. Chill the fuck out. Hey, Marla, there's still going to be some fucking turkeys. I promise you. (laughs) I tell you, I went to the store today. There was no garlic. The store was out of garlic. So you know what? Maybe Marla's not wrong. What time did you go to the store? Two o'clock. Okay, well, Marla needs to get her ass up earlier. On on Tuesday. Like, I'm not out on the the day of Thanksgiving. On the Tuesday before Colonial Fantasy Day. Garlic, people. But it's all right. My girlfriend, Tara, hooked me up with some garlic. She was at Whole Foods when I sent the text out (laughs) about the garlic. And she's like, I'll get you some garlic here. You should have told me I was at TJ's. Well, you were at TJ's, like, early in the morning. I didn't know I was going to. I didn't foreshadow not having garlic. That was not the thing that I thought that they were going to be out of. Fair. I figured there was going to be a couple things on my list that maybe I'd have to get substitutes for. Girl, I got garlic. garlic one of them. I got leeks. I got shallots. Oh, got what you need. Things. I got what you need, bitches. <laughs> That's right. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. Uh, Drea is telling people to chill the fuck out. Meanwhile, we are also needing to chill the fuck out. Let's I mean, be honest. A little bit. <laughs> I, I, could use, I could use a nap. <laughs> So there they are, our cheers and jeers for this episode. Happy holidays.
case you haven't guessed it yet, we are focusing on the holidays for this episode and, well, honestly, probably for the foreseeable future, everyone. So we hope you're into it. But we thought we would kick off our holiday arc with a very special Schweinigans when holidays go bad. (laughs) So in honor of cherished holiday traditions, this episode Shawinigans features our favorite holiday blunders and disasters because it can always get worse. Yep. 100%. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Jules. So what is your best holiday blunder slash disaster? Mine is more along the lines of because it can always get worse. Because I feel like every part of the story just gets worse. (laughs) And I will try my best to condense it down to the major details or else the story could go on forever. So to get to the point, dear reader, I, one Thanksgiving, we used to go to Rob's parents in the suburbs of Chicago for Thanksgiving. And it was always awesome. But one year I had to have a root canal the week of Thanksgiving. So, like, the Monday or Tuesday of the th- the week of Thanksgiving. As the doctor, who happened to be my roommate from college's dad, is rooting around in there, he has to that stop. That sounds real bad. Yeah, he has to stop the surgery because my tooth, my, like, the root is infected. Ooh. So, he has to, like, pack my, whatever, cavity in there with something, put, like, medicine in it, close everything up, and then put me on a course Ugh. of antibiotics and painkillers for the week. So we go off to the suburbs for Thanksgiving. I mean, that sounds ideal, but I'm but guessing not. Really. not. <laughs> so we go off to the suburbs for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving meal, slightly challenging because my mouth is super sore and just swollen. Potatoes, and, all the potatoes. You know, you're trying to eat like turkey and bread and pie and all this stuff. So I had to chew like on one side of my mouth. So yeah. whatever, fine. But the Friday after Thanksgiving, we had a, or Rob had a high school cross-country team reunion party where it was like all the runners, the coaches. I am so confused. Just the parents. FYI. The look on my face party. is classic. The parents? Yes. Wow. So we're okay. going to this party. Hot I Rob. I am disappointed. I maybe know like one, one of his friends from high school. So I don't know anyone going to this party. Kind of feeling like crap because I'm like all hopped up on meds. But, you know, as you do at a party where you don't know anyone and you're just sort of like by yourself, you just drink wine. Social lubrication. And the wine that they were serving at said party was a yellowtail. Yellowtail Shiraz. Ooh. I remember these details. A true classic. A true classic. (laughs) Well, so Jules is in a corner drinking a bottle, like... Drank a whole bottle of wine to myself. Wait, so did you pour the whole bottle bottle in a solo cup? Because that would have been the straight up baller move to do. Like as soon as you get there, no, just there were all wine gla- in the fucking cup. I think cup. I had a wine glass. Oh, okay. but I'm pretty sure. Okay, I just cross walked, country. I think impressive. I just walked around with the bottle though. Like I just, I just had the bottle. <laughs> glass in one hand, bottle. Yes, in the other. glass in one bottle. The other. <laughs> I start to feel like, uh oh. Change zone. The wine and the painkillers ain't mixing. <laughs> They're not being friends like you so want them to. So I'm keeping it together on the outside, losing it on the inside. I find Rob and I'm like, I've got to, you've got to get me out of here. I've got to go home. Like, I'm about to just, just have a meltdown. <laughs> like, just be dr- a drunk idiot. 
instead of being the good husband and taking me home, he has his parents, Gary and Nancy, drive me home. He stays at the party. Rob. I'm not sure if they piled me into the back seat. I don't remember the drive home. I mean, I was a mess. I probably did a Wolf of Wall Street, Leonardo DiCaprio, and like crawled up the stairs like on my belly and climbed into bed. <laughs> so Rob gets home from the party at whatever time he gets home and tells me the next day that he had to check to see if I was breathing because I just lay there like a corpse. Like I didn't move. I didn't, I didn't stir. And I'm not a good sleeper. So, like, he was like, wow, this is really weird. He's like, she's gone the way of the Hollywood starlet. He's, like, poking me to be like, is she alive? Oh, i got to check on that life insurance. <laughs> I woke up at, like, noon the next day, felt like a million fucking bucks. Wow. I felt so good. But, I mean, I slept for, like, more than 12 hours. Because <laughs> I think that they probably took me home from that party at, like, 10 p.m. That's what, you know, that's what 18 hours of sleep will do for you. There you go. <laughs> so there we go. So that's my kind of like, it can always get worse. It went from couldn't really chew my food at Thanksgiving to got to go to a fucking cross country high school reunion party with parents and coaches to Jules is sitting in a corner drinking a yellowtail Shiraz, Oof. mixing it with some painkillers. Then her in-laws have to drive her home and put her to bed. And then her husband has to check to see if she's alive. So there you go. What's your story? <laughs> Man, I... Beat that! <laughs> <laughs> wow, I didn't know it was a competition. It's so, not. So this is uh, th- this is different, but also involves family, as so many ho- uh, as so many holiday disasters often do. So this is the story of John, the Silver Foxes. Yeah. First Thanksgiving with the Dominguez clan. Okay. Now, as you all know, I'm a huge fan of this colonial fantasy made-up holiday. We should start playing uh, Drea Bingo. Like every the time I mention colonialism, start Drea Bingo. Yeah, we yeah. should do that. I like that. I like that. Berkeley like colonialism. Dobie. Dobie. Yeah. I don't really want to give John a square. Spain. Spain. Okay. Great. <laughs> yeah. All right. Bingo. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So, so it's his first. Thanks. I think I'm like a senior in college at mm-hmm. the, this time, and you know I'm kind of nervous about it, yeah. right? And and it is a pretty small affair. It is my parents, my mom's brother, my uncle, and his husband, and us. So it's it's you know intimate, and things have, are actually going quite well. Mm-hmm. I am very surprised. Food is good. Everyone seems to be enjoying themselves. Everyone's getting along. Everyone's getting along. I'm just as I'm like, this has been a successful evening. We start talking about some of our relatives who live in Arizona, including my great grandma Rosa. And so we're, you know, we're talking, we're talking about some of the crazy great aunts. And my uncle says, ugh. I haven't seen Carmen since grandma's funeral. I was like, wait, what? Table goes silent, like pin drop silent. And people, we're Mexican and gay in this family, right? So like, it, it's sil- a lot of drama. Yeah, silence is bad. Yeah. And I was like, wait, what? And now Rose is looking at the floor. <gasps> My uncle Johnny is like, 
Oh my God, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to. Uncle Phil is like, Johnny, what the fuck? Dad is like, Andy's like, kiddo, I told them to tell you. Oh John no. is like, silent. John's like, I don't know what's going on. Wide-eyed, terrified. He's like, are they going to cook me next? What is going on here? So I was like, uh, what do you mean grandma's funeral? Rose says. So... Um, great grandma. Great grandma Rosa passed. And, and they I was, didn't tell you? And I was like, what? Oh my God. What? <gasps> Rose and Andy. What? I am appalled. I was like, when? Like, when was the service? Again, a dramatic silence descends oh, no. on the table. Andy, Rose, you need to tell her. Rose, May. Oh my God! <laughs> I'm like, well, how long is Adam done Thanksgiving? I was like, May. Why did they tell you? Did because they, they, I was taking, I was taking finals, so they didn't want to bother me. And then it just—they were like, well, now it's been so long. How and I was like, her? yeah, well, you know what? There are a bunch of fucking months between May and, and November. November, almost December. <laughs> Wow. So John is like now just staring at his plate, fully entrenched in the family drama. Everyone's yelling at each other. I love that Andy's like, I Yeah, I want, I want nothing to do with this. I told them to tell you, but it was their grandma or whatever, right? It's like And today my therapist wonders why I have trust issues. Oh my god. is <laughs> is and I wonder why John still wanted to marry into this damn family. <laughs> well, I'd be like, oh, I'm definitely here for this. <laughs> John's like, hold up, gotta make some popcorn. Hold up. I'd definitely be like, oh, yeah, I am here for all of it. <laughs> He's oh, like, this my is the gosh. best fucking Hallmark movie I've ever seen. How's it gonna end? That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so we've got a sloppy drunk and high jewels at a cross country reunion. And we've got a dead great grandmother, a young Treya, <laughs> finding out that her great grandmother is just dead and has been dead for six months. Yeah, well, wow. So I'm gonna go ahead and challenge you, listeners, to perhaps you know give us a better holiday debacle story. Yeah, Those I two dare are really you. Good, I very dare different, you. But both are very good. I will say. That when Drea suggested this topic for Shawinigans, I literally said, I don't have any, like, weird holiday I know, can you stories. believe that bullshit? <laughs> and then I can't believe that I forgot about that stupid me being high and drunk at a cross-country party and having to get carted home by my in-laws. Well, and then know. poor Drea finding out that her great-grandmother is dead. What can you do? So, anyway, <laughs> I mean, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Cheers. Happy Hanukkah. Cheers, Happy everyone. Kwanzaa. Here's your Shawinigans. <laughs> this episode, we are focusing on perfect pairings with but, alcohol. Well, obviously. The holidays can be overwhelming, especially if you happen to be hosting a festive gathering uh, Jules and I can speak from experience because we are both usually the hostesses with, with the, the mostesses um, and the mostest liquor in our cabinets. <laughs> so between the stress of it all, the clean, cleaning, the weather, the seasonal depression, food 
should be the least of your worries. And that's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. Exactly. Consider us your personal holiday dinner planning consultants. And we know what we're doing. So we do know what we're doing. Listen up. If you have a holiday dinner coming up, you may want to take notes about this menu and how we're pairing. I know it seems like we're drunk a lot. (laughs) We're not. But a little bit. (laughs) We we do we do well in the kitchen for ourselves, Mm -hmm. I think. And you know, the wine helps. The wine gets those creative juices. Also, just hot tip absolutely have a glass of wine poured for yourself when you're in the kitchen preparing a holiday meal. 100%. I don't care what the fuck time it is. 100%. If it's in the morning, you've got a mimosa. Doesn't matter. If it's the afternoon, you got a cocktail or some wine. And if it's in the evening, you definitely have wine. Or maybe an old-fashioned. For sure. I mean, I'd start with the old-fashioned. I'd start in Emma (laughs) with an old-fashioned. I'm aggressive that way. (laughs) Just sit back, relax. And let us help you design the perfect holiday pairings for a four-course holiday meal. We have given this a ton of thought. We have. And our menu features an appetizer course, a salad course, a main course with sides, sides. and a dessert course. And each course is paired with wine. Boom. Done. Done. You're welcome. So let's get started. (laughs) And good luck. (laughs) For our appetizer course, we have selected an onion tart. So this is an individual onion tart. If you think of like a mini, a tiny mini quiche, right? Love you can that. you can buy the pre-made tart shells. Like you don't even have to make them yourself. Nope. Huge time saver. We're into that. That's like hot tip number yep. two. One, have your glass of wine, wine or cocktail. Two, buy as much pre-made stuff at the store. Not you don't have to home make everything yeah, here don't right? kill yourself okay. this is so remember you have a lot of drinking to do a lot of meal. drinking and a lot of prepping to do so you buy the pre-made tarts um and you're going to make this warm savory decadent little individual canapé appetizer and the other really great thing about this little mini individual onion tart is that you can make these ahead Right, you could make them, you could freeze you them, could like freeze you can make them, them weeks yep. ahead of time. I'm not saying you need to make it the day before because there's a lot of stuff that can be made the day before. You can make these a week ahead, put them in the freezer, you can make them a few days ahead, keep them in the fridge, and then bring them up with temperature in an oven. Yep, and then just serve them when your guests arrive. Arrive, I love that. I love being able to plan something out several days in mm-hmm. advance to make it easy on yourself. Because here's the thing that people forget is even if you are hosting you still want to be able to enjoy right you don't want to be stuck in the kitchen the entire time which i will be hand up honest like i usually am yeah because it's just even if you prep stuff you just you still have to warm it up or have an eye on things and i don't know it's just hosting can sometimes be it's amazing but it can suck sometimes i cannot tell you the number of times i finally sit down i still have my apron on yeah i have like flower in my hair i have yeah. not put on the cute outfit i had planned yeah. and i'm then i'm just pissy and then i'm resentful yeah exactly so anyway we are not going down <laughs> this dark rabbit hole sorry reader or are we <laughs> when we are holidays not. go back <laughs> we are not back to our onion tart the way that we thought about the pairings is to progress the alcohol with the food, right? Well, that's what a pairing is. But we really put some thought into how do we want to kick off the night and then how do we want to end the night? So our pairing thought for this was to kind of 
kick the evening off with a festive start with a spirited libation. Love a libation. So we've been known on this podcast, Two Girls and a Grape, to get into the Christmas spirit with other spirits. So we're serving up a cocktail with our first course. As one does. And this sets a tone for the meal and hopefully helps people, i.e. the host, you, me, you, um, kind of take the edge off, right? Yeah, just a little bit, just a little bit. Back to our cheers and jeers. Chill the fuck out. So our pick is the Boulevardier. Oof, say that five times fast. Classic. Classic drink. It's equal parts bourbon, vermouth, and Campari. And the key with this cocktail is a good quality vermouth. I cannot stress this enough. She needs to stress it. I need to stress it so much. Um, Vermouth is an art form. Vermouth is delightful. Vermouth is what you want in your life. It's also very much um, a Spanish I ain't say it. I ain't get that square on bingo. You said it. But it is. It is. It very much is. It, it is important to get a good vermouth, and you don't have to spend a ton of money on a good vermouth, mm-hmm. and you don't use a lot of vermouth. So if you do spend a little bit of money on a good one, it's going to go gonna last way. you a really long time. It's and not like a bottle of wine that's going to be gone in a night. Oh, I was going to be like, in 30 minutes? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, but you can use this to make not just a Boulevardier, but a Negroni, a Manhattan. Yeah, there's so and many different drinks that you can make. if you get a good quality one, you can just pour that baby on the rocks. Yes, you absolutely can. And so our pick for our holiday menu is the Mom and Pops Blood Orange Vermouth. So good. It's citrus forward. It has notes of winter spices, so it's perfectly seasonal, and it will make your cocktail extra festive. Plus, the bottle is it's fun and festive, too. Yeah, it is very fun, and you can get a nice blood orange to use as a garnish or some yeah. other festive garnish. Mm-hmm. Or um, maybe a, a dried blood orange would be nice oh, as a nice. garnish. I like that. Mm, yeah, we're going to um, do that. It's a beautiful color. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's like a really rich reddish pink. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so details on this bottle, the Mom and Pop's Blood Orange Vermouth. You can find it at higher-end wine and liquor stores. It's about $30 a bottle, but again, it's something that will sit in your liquor cabinet. It's yeah. not, you know, something that you're going to go through really fast. It's about 17% uh, ABV, and it's great for cocktail making. And as Drea said, also just standalone vermouth over ice. Or as the Spaniards say, vermouth. 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 Drea. What's our second course? So our second course is a salad course. Because she loves a salad. I love a fucking salad. Also, like, it's good to have some green things during the holidays. Absolutely, yeah. You know, you really need to break up that carbo-loading. Yep. So I'm a huge fan of winter salads. And the salad I am pitching for this is a roasted eggplant with arugula, pistachio, and a zatar dressing. So this is a take on one of my absolute favorite salads from a restaurant that, much to my dismay, no longer exists in Barcelona. Um, It actually closed pre-pandemic. And also, everyone knows how much I like fucking salads and how much I like Barcelona. No. Barcelona should be a a bingo on the bingo card. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do it. So this salad is going to give you flavors that are smoky with that roasted eggplant, Spicy with that peppery arugula and robust with um, the zatar spice that makes it both unique and complex enough to occupy a spot on your holiday dinner menu. And 
what I love about the salad is because it's a little bit more substantial, it's really going to stand up to a solid wine. So when thinking about a pairing for this one, um, you know, a salad course would normally call for a white, right? But the flavor... Would it? I mean, I think it would, personally. I know how you feel about whites, but... I'm not racist. <laughs> Are you whinist? I'm a whinist. Are you a whinist? <laughs> oh, did we just come up with a new word? We might have. <gasps> that may need to be a t-shirt. Okay, TM. TM on that. Uh, so it would normally call for a white wine of sorts, but... I agree. I mean, I'm, I'm joking. Right. Or a rosé, right? Yeah, but I, I, something on the lighter side. Yeah, but yeah. I, I feel like rosé is, I mean, despite the fact that I'm currently drink, it. drinking a rosé, it's a summer wine. I want to be a little more festive. Yeah. Um, but the flavor and the flavor profiles of the salad can really handle a white with more structure, texture, and body. So my recommendation, get crazy and grab a bottle of orange wine to complement this one. So our pick... Was Deo, um, and it's a 2021 from Portugal. This bottle retails for $20 to $25, has an ABV of 12.5%, and it's from northern Portugal. So it's a blend of 40% cereal branco, 30% encruzado, encruzado, and 30% malvasia fina. So these are all indigenous Portuguese grapes. Um, so it's it's going to be different. It's going to be unique. It's going to be something many of your guests probably haven't tried before. The other cool thing about this wine is it is a natural biodynamic wine. So it's hand harvested um, from granite soils. They use spontaneous fermentation processes and is macerated on the skins for 20 days, which really gives it that beautiful bright orange color mm -hmm. and it's then and this is the thing that sets it apart when it comes to the difference between like a classic white wine and then a white wine that has some skin contact this one is aged for five months in neutral french oak barrels and so you're gonna get more structure you're gonna get more body you're gonna get a velvety kind of mouthfeel with this wine and we're easing towards the red wines. Yes, exactly. Yeah. You're going on a journey. Your mouth yeah. is going on a journey and you like it. Uh, the tasting notes on this wine are going to be really citrus forward. Initially, that's going to be kind of the first punch. Think winter citrus. So grapefruits, blood orange, um, cara cara oranges, things like that. Then you get into your softer fruit flavors, so peach, melon, apricot, white currant, apple. It is fruit forward, um, but again, that velvety texture really helps soften some of those. So this sounds amazing. It's, I mean, it's a real good wine. I'm and into it. And I think it. it's going to pair well. And it sets us up for the main course and the sides. We kind of foreshadowed some party planning tips and tricks earlier in the episode with the make sure you pour yourself a glass of yeah, wine drink, while you're doing the cooking it. and the prepping. What was the other thing that we already mentioned? I think that was the big one, to be quite honest. That, that is oh, a huge one. Do as so do as prep much as much ahead of time, time as you can. Yeah. So really think and about your menu. Cuts. 
yeah, take the shortcuts, like buy stuff that's already pre-made, like the pie shells, like all that kind of stuff. If you can save Cut yourself your... a fucking break. Yeah, if you can save yourself some time on some pre-shopped bullshit. Yes. I mean, go... So I buy, for example, at Trader Joe's, the pre-peeled garlic. Yes. I, I don't want to yeah. spend all that fucking no. time. If you need a lot of garlic, yes. Yeah. Also, so anyway, it hurts. But back to what we're about to talk about is we're giving you more tips and tricks for how to successfully host a party or host a meal, you know, host friends, host family at your house. And so those were already a couple things that we talked about earlier. But Dre and I have a few other tricks up our sleeve that we wanted to share with you because ultimately at the end of the day, it's about enjoying your time with your friends, your family, and not feeling... Like we were talking about earlier, being a little bit resentful about and overwhelmed and overwhelmed and stressed and, stressed and tired. It's your holiday yeah. too. We want you to enjoy it, uh, Drea. What would be another hot tip that you have about like hosting something at your house? So we all know I love organization. She does, and I love a fucking spreadsheet. She loves color coding things. I love a pens. color code. I love a list. So whenever I'm going to entertain, and this isn't just for the holidays, it's in general, I make a prep list. Yes. And I stick to it. That keeps me focused. It keeps me honest. It keeps me on task. And I'll do it for like the week. So it's like three days out, these things need to mm-hmm. happen, then yeah. this needs to happen. But yeah, make a prep list. I Very agree with Top that. Chef-esque. I started doing, during the pandemic, what I started doing was taking... We would get paper bags at the grocery store, and I'd cut out the like the bigger part of the paper bag and tape it to the wall, so I'd have just like brown paper on the wall, and I would write the menu for the week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Because I was making breakfast, lunch, and dinner for two yep. people every fucking day, and it got so tedious and exhausting that I needed a way to organize myself a little bit better and like just make it easier. Mm-hmm. So I started doing that for our parties too, is like writing down what the menu was, so it was always there visually. Yep. And then I make my grocery list based on what the menu items are. So I highly agree with the prep list and stick to it. Another thing to think about when you're hosting a party is create a theme. It's going to make it really so much easier for you to organize your party if there is a theme involved, right? So if your theme is... New Year's, it's like sparkly. So like everything is fun and light, metallic. metallic. Yeah. So when you're Stars. thinking about how you're decorating the house and all that kind of stuff, um, which actually leads us to our next tip. Yeah. Don't forget decor. Yeah. So it's important. Along the lines can set the mood, people. Yeah. Of theme. The food is just half of the experience. The other half is the booze. Well, also, okay, maybe a food is a third of the experience, <laughs> the booze is a third, and then it's how you're experiencing that space and time together. Mm-hmm. So yeah. think about things like setting, what's your decorations, what's your flower situation, mm-hmm. and this isn't to say like you have to go nuts and you have to spend a ton no. of money. You can go forage in your backyard or yeah. your neighborhood, get some greenery. Get some get some greens. Get some branches, like whatever. Throw some you know? apples in a yeah. bowl. Do what lemons. You do. Come to my house and take lemons from our overproducing lemon tree. Oh, I need to get some lemons before I leave. Yes, so. <laughs> that can happen. Um, think about things like room temp, right? Uh, think There's about- a lot of people eating a lot of food. You don't want the heat set to like no, 80 degrees. You do it's going to get hot. 
Um, get some fresh air in there. Music, set some ambiance, lighting. Do you want a candle or two? You know, think about all of the things that are going to truly make that experience special for you and your guest. Speaking of candles, here's another hot tip from Jules. For a dinner party, do not use highly scented candles. Oh, no, absolutely use the fuck not. Use tea lights, taper, like, Pillar non-scented candles. candles. Yeah, like... Put a scented candle in your bathroom. Absolutely. Goals. Yep. Maybe at the front door. Like, if you have a little front door hallway situation, yes. But, like, if you have candles on the table or, like, the bar cart next to the table, absolutely no sense. And this is really important, too, for wine. So, if you're walking, if you're planning to walk your guests through wines for your courses and explain a little bit about them to to the table, which is something I like to do. I think it's, like, a nice touch. It and it shows it like you spent some time, you put some effort in, and you want to share your knowledge with them in a non-douchey way. Let's just be totally fucking clear about that. But scented candles and anything that has a heavy scent is not great for wine tasting. No, or just for eating yeah, food especially either. Especially like if you're doing that pairing mm-hmm. and you want the wine to really support what you're serving. So yeah, great point. Um, what else? Next one. I would say, and we've mentioned this, but try to actually enjoy yourself. Don't, yeah, this is supposed to be fun, people. I mean, I know you're trying to be the host with the most, or the hostess with the mostest, but this is about carving out time to spend with your friends and family, to sit down and enjoy a meal together, and you know the prep work ahead of time, like thinking about things ahead of time will save you all, like give you that breathing room to actually be able to enjoy it. And along those lines, factor in time in your prep list, I shit you not, to get ready. Oh my God. Yeah. Yes. No, like, like, the amount of times I've still been like putting on my clothes when people are people starting are coming to arrive over. because I've been sweating my balls off yep. in the kitchen. Or it's like getting the stuff have, ready. Like the guests have arrived. I've got yeah. to excuse myself so I can go like Put some mascara on. Yeah, and a lipstick and try and look Swipe some deodorant in my armpits. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, definitely factor that time into your prep list. Yes. And also enlist help. I mean, I think that that's really important too, whether it's a partner or a friend or a co-host. Like, don't be afraid to be like, hey, bitch, can you show up half an hour early to watch this pot of bullshit or whatever so I can like... Take Take a shower shower. and, like, take a moment. Yeah, and let me tell you something. If they say no, fuck them. They're not invited next year. (laughs) So that's how we roll on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, Everybody has to have that one friend. For me, it's my friend Lauren. Hey, Lauren. She listens to the podcast. Hey, girl. She is always the one that will say, I will come down early. I will help you. I will stay late. Put me to work. Uh, Oh, no. None of that. Rob is the one that's on cleanup duty. <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. Because I are, do everything. You two are drinking on the sofa afterwards. Yeah. Right? Lauren and yeah, I are yeah, like, yeah. nope, we put everything together. We are not doing the cleanup. Like that. I like that. Our final tip. Drink. A lot. A lot. Eat. Just enjoy it. Yeah. <laughs> Eat, drink, be fucking merry, and remember. Have fun. Yeah. That's what the holidays Have are fun. all about. So... If we are going to talk about purchasing wines, because mm-hmm. um, that's always stressful, right? Uh, 
First, I want to plug our recent Wine 101 episode where we talk about serving up some good wines to potential guests and we have some rules for what you should buy and how much you should buy. But the great thing about all this whole podcast is that the world is your wine shop. Yeah. We picked up all of our pairings on a Two Girls in a Great Field trip to one of our favorite local wine shops, Chloe in San Diego. But take these tips, take our notes about the pairings and the flavor profiles, take some time to plan your list and think it through, and head to your local wine shop. Um, you can also ask your the exactly. people at the wine. If you go to a local wine shop that's not just like a a total wine, like a, a smaller, I think, wine shop. Even total people, wine, though, has like wine but I, folks. But I, I'm saying, like, if you were to go in there and be like, this is my menu. Here's what I'm serving. Oh, How do I yeah. pair this? I think that you will be more successful at sort of a smaller, more intimate Ind- place. Independent place, yeah. But you can also do a little bit of research before you go into, like, a total wine and say, I'm looking for a full-bodied red or I'm looking for an orange wine. You don't have to necessarily say... In this price range. Yes. You know, depending on how yeah. much you're going to serve and how many people you're hosting... Certainly. And I will say in doing research for this episode, Vine Pair, um, Wine Folly, Wine Enthusiast, Wine Spectator, all of them. I think the New York Times had one. Mm-hmm. The New Yorker had one. There's a ton of holiday So many publications and are menu doing things, yeah. wine and menu pairings. So, you know, do a quick Google search. It's well worth your time. But yeah, um, Always ask. And if you have a particular question about pairing, you know where to find us. Hit us up yep. through our Instagram. We're at Two Girls and a Great Pod. That's T W O Girls and a Great Pod. You can also slide into our email, Two Girls and a Great Pod at gmail.com. And Jules, what can they look forward to for our next episode? Our next episode is going to be a Two Girls and a Great Holiday Gift Guide. Ooh. I love a good gift guide. Wait, are you my secret Santa? Well, that wouldn't be a secret then. Oh, okay. Am I your white elephant? Maybe. (laughs) Do you want to be? (laughs) So, yeah. So, look for that in our next episode. All right. And until next time, salute. salute. Cheers, everyone. Happy holidays.